we've been led to believe that we have to love our body to love ourselves. And today we're going to be really getting away from talking about the body in of itself. You know, we're going to actually be talking about self-love because it's not about the body. Welcome to the Love Your Food, Love Yourself podcast. I am Tammy, your tenacious and fun-loving host. I have been a dietitian for 20 years where I have helped countless women transform their relationship with food and their body. I believe to my core that as you start peeling back the layers to love your food and love yourself, you end up loving your life like never before. And now is the time, my friend. It is time to break up with diet culture, shift your current stories, rev up your internal barometer, and recognize that every body, regardless of size, not only deserves dignity and respect, but can be healthy because our habits and how we love on ourselves and think about ourselves is truly what matters. In this podcast, we have real conversations about struggles, insecurities, and false beliefs with loving ourselves and each other through a lens of curiosity, anti-judgment, intuitive eating, spirituality, and a heaping dose of laughter, but maybe some tears and a whole lot of realness. Hey friends, it's Tammy and Beth. Yay. She's here again. And there goes my singing again. Goodness gracious. (laughs) But I'm always excited to talk to Beth. Even though we talk quite frequently, I still love love talking to this woman because she is just fun and warm and fun to talk to. So anyhow, today we're just going to jump right in. We are talking about a topic that is really near and dear to our heart. And that is the fact that (laughs) self-love isn't about loving your body. And I know that this has come up as a question for me quite frequently from some people because part of my tagline for my business is love your food, love yourself, love your life. And for so many, when they hear the love yourself, that that instantly means that you love your body and they think that that's what I'm teaching about. So that is not the case, (laughs) but they think this because we've been led to believe that we have to love our body to love ourselves. And today we're going to be really getting away from talking about the body in of itself. You know, we're going to actually be talking about self-love because it's not about the body. So I'm going to take a breath and just allow Beth to share maybe a little bit as to why she's interested in talking about this topic. Yeah, Tammy, you did such a good job. I'm like speechless right now because you introduced the topic so well and really pointed out something that I think so many women feel about the self-love journey is that it must involve loving their body. And for so many of the clients that we work with, loving the body is, oh gosh, how should I say this? It is a a daunting it feels like a daunting task for a lot of women, especially if they're not currently happy in their body. And therefore they feel like, because my body isn't where it's quote unquote supposed to be, therefore I can't love myself. I can't experience self love. And while you might be listening and thinking, well, that's silly. That's not true. I also implore you to consider that there could be aspects of self love that don't totally or So I should pause and reframe. Loving your body is not 
self-love. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to explore this more in this conversation and, and make more sense of all of this. But I love what Tammy's going to share with you. And she actually introduced some of this to me, the way that she speaks about it, some of the ways that she speaks about self-love that really opened my eyes. And I've been doing this for a while. So, um, so let's dive in. What is self-love, Tammy? If it's not about loving our body, at least as part of it, what is it about? Oh, okay. You ask a good question. And I'm not even sure what it is that you're thinking I might share. So this is really fun. I'm curious if I'll get to the juicy nuggets you're hoping for. <laughs> you will. Okay. You know, self, self-love to me is about really loving our entire self and our self is made up of more than just a body because the thing is, is we are not our body. Okay. And one way that I sometimes like to describe this is if you have a friend who maybe their body has changed from time to time for whatever reasons, I'm curious, do you look at them differently as a different person when their body changes? Or do you look at that person and really see who they are? You know, you see their their soul, you see who they are, that they're maybe a kind person, a loving person, a supportive person, or whatever it is that makes up that person, that is who that person is. So we are not our body. And irregardless of whether our body changes or not, we are still the same person. Now, I know that I've met quite a few people and I was there at one point too, that when I was hyper-focused on the control of my body, I was still the same person, but I maybe was a lot more kind of anxious and rigid and unhappy, (laughs) but I was still the same person. So when I think of what does it look like to have self-love and practice self-love, it's loving on that whole person, mind, body, spirit, and really being in acceptance of that body in that present moment and really leaning into the fact that this body that we have is what's giving us the ability to experience life. We are allowed to smell, taste, see, touch, really utilize and activate all of those senses. This is a really long answer to your question, Beth. No, it's great. And I think of, you know, as people are listening to this podcast, I would identify, at least it was helpful for me to identify a person in my life that I love unconditionally. And if you don't have a person, consider an animal or a pet or something of that nature. But most of us have a pet or another person in our lives that we look at with eyes of pure unconditional love. If you're a parent, you could use your child. Again, if you're a dog mom, you might use your your dog or your cat. But when they do something wrong or if something changes with their body or what have you, you might be frustrated with them, but you always unconditionally love them. At least I can only speak for myself. When I look at my daughter, yeah, she can drive me crazy from time to time, but I have like the deepest love for her. (laughs) It's insane. And it has nothing to do with what she looks like and everything to do with who she is. And so we can take that example. If you have a hard time grasping like what that is to give it to yourself, it's helpful to think about who else in your life you're able to give that to and recognize, oh, I can learn something from that form of unconditional love. And can you turn it around and begin to reflect it back on your 
own self. Yeah, absolutely. And so with that, I just want to invite everybody who's listening to take a minute and to think about what is it that makes me me? How are you unique from the next person? (laughs) Because we are all unique. And that's what makes you, you, and that's what's lovable. And so therefore, this is an invitation for you to love that piece of yourself, to love you because that is you kind of talking in circles here, but is that making sense, Beth? Yeah, absolutely. It's just an opportunity to shift the direction and the focus away from the physical components of you to the whole you, which is what I, I think found so empowering for me to hear from you, Tammy, if you're wondering what it was. It's I am. It's that you you redefine self-love in, in loving your whole self. And your whole self is this collection of, you know, the physical is part of it, but really a bigger part of it is who you are at the essence. Mm-hmm. So if you're just a bag of bones, right? All of us, it's a bag of bones walking on around on the planet. And we all come in different sizes, shapes, forms, colors, <laughs> backgrounds, whatever. And we all are here because we're meant to be here. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, whatever your background beliefs are, you are here on this planet in this moment. And it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And when we work from the place of, I'm not good enough to be on this planet, that's when we step away from self-love. But when you recognize that you were put here for a purpose and your purpose is not the size of your body, it's something else. And it looks different for every someone listening. Some of us are very clear on what our purpose is. Others are still figuring that out and that's completely fine. But self-love in my reflection of what Tammy shared with me is recognizing that you are here because you're meant to be here. Yep. I love that. Thank you for (laughs) sharing that. And I think one other piece that I want to talk about talking about the body, and then we're going to shift to not talking about the body because self-love is not about the body. But one thing that I want to offer as a consideration talking about the body is that our body is going to go through an evolution of changes. We are all born as infants, no matter what your situation is right now, you were an infant at some point. Guaranteed. I can say that with 100% certainty. (laughs) Okay. 100%. Nobody is born a toddler. Nobody is born a teenager. (laughs) Not yet anyway. (laughs) Not that we know of. Anyhow, with that, your body was itty bitty. And then from there, our body naturally, okay, our body naturally grows and changes into a toddler and then into a child, then into a teenager, and then into an adult. And this is where most of us are at right now. They're probably listening to this podcast, right? As we are in some level of the adulthood, but there's still evolution happening within the body. We are all aging one day at a time. We oftentimes don't want our body maybe to age because we sometimes do start getting aches and pains and this and that, you know, (laughs) I know I've been uh, susceptible to some of that but it's our body. And this is normal and natural that our body is going to change. And so we need to really love that physical body at each stage that it's in and be kind of in acceptance of where that body is at right now and kind of shift into what can I do to love on this body that is allowing me to experience this life. 
Yeah, we could almost create a whole podcast on the changes that happen in the body because I can speak for my own self, but as I watch my body age and change, you know, the wrinkles, the gray hair, the things that are inevitably going to happen to each and every one of us, I still find myself wanting that youth from my 20s or early 30s or whatnot. And that's really normal to to have that gravitational pull. So for anyone listening, that's normal to have those feelings. Mm-hmm. And here's an opportunity to be like, wow, this is happening to all of us. We're all on this ride together. None of us are going to defy age and change. It's in- inevitable for all of us. And while products and supplements and all these people say, oh, let's slow down aging with all these things, it's still inevitably going to happen to each and every one of us. So rather than resist it, what would it look like to embrace it? And that's part of the self-love journey is to embrace inevitable change that happens to the physical and to the mental and emotional bodies as well. Because those sides of us are also changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I know this episode said that we weren't going to be talking about (laughs) the body very much, but it's important to, I think, to talk about the body in what's so normal for so many of us. And then now let's shift into, again, talking about that self-love a little bit and what can we really do to harness self-love a little bit. And I feel like we could probably do a whole nother episode on this even more, but let's dive into just a few things around what can we do to support self-love for kind of our whole self. One thing that I'll say that I know I talk with a lot of clients about, and it's really just kind of one of the biggest pieces that I see is having some self-awareness around how we're talking to ourselves. So one of the number one things we can do to really cultivate more self-love within ourselves is to notice that self-talk and more so notice the not so nice (laughs) self-talk that comes out and intentionally shift some of that self-talk to being a little bit more compassionate with ourselves. And as we continue to do just that one thing, we will really cascade self-love for ourselves. And Here's the thing, Tammy, I am guessing that the person listening to this right now, you, yes, I'm talking to you. You're probably on some level like, well, duh, right? But I think that we hear so much of that on social media, uh, you know, different, if we are on a self-development journey, you've heard this before. Oh, you've got to start talking nicer to yourself. You know, most of us would never talk to our best friend or our child or someone we love in our lives like we talk to ourselves. So many of us are so hard on ourselves and okay. And those voices, you might be able to see the the surface level voices, but I'm telling you, when you really start to pay attention to this, those voices are sneaky, man. I am still working on this piece myself. I have negative thoughts come up. They might not be around food or body as much anymore, but they pop up in other areas of my life. And I don't even realize it until I stop and reflect. Mm-hmm. So this is an invitation. You know, this is one thing to hear it and say, oh, yeah, I need to speak nicer to myself. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm on board. But are you actually applying it? Are you doing the work? Are you journaling? You know, one of the reasons Tammy is so passionate about journaling, I know it's been such a huge tool for her own personal transformation, but sometimes getting those thoughts out on paper 
that through that awareness building process can be uh, an opportunity to transform that negative self-talk and recognize self-talk that you didn't even realize was getting in the way of you more deeply and fully loving yourself. Does that make sense, Tammy? I, I don't. We could again go into a probably whole other podcast or tangent on this particular topic, but I just want to point out it's one thing to know or understand that you should be talking nicer to yourself, and then the application is like really next level. It takes a level of commitment to actually follow through. Yeah, no, it, it makes perfect sense. And actually, Beth, I did want to ask you though because you brought up one idea which was journaling can be extremely effective for helping to cultivate more of those self-compassionate voices. But in addition to that, I mean, do you have some other tangible ideas around what can we do to practice more kind self-talk and to, you know, take notice of maybe the not so nice self-talk? Do you have any other tips? Yeah, that's a, I could, again, I think Tammy would be a whole nother episode. This is the work that I do with my clients and it's about shifting all that, that deeper layer identity, because a lot of those thoughts and emotions stem from who we are being at our core. And that work is not as simple as just explaining it over a podcast, like step one, step two, step three. Right, right. it's a bit deeper, but I will tell you like some of the tools that I use with my clients include self-hypnosis audios, things like the emotional freedom technique or tapping, coaching. You know, sometimes we can't see our own blind spots, right? I don't know about you, Tammy. Well, I do know about you, Tammy. You've always had a coach in your life. We both see the value of having someone from the outside looking in to support us in discovering those little nuggets of negativity, if you will. (laughs) I like to call them also depleted emotions because I think all emotions and all thoughts have a place to teach us something, but not all of them feel good in our body. And having that outside person to say, Hey, do you realize what you're doing here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, I teach I don't know about you, Tammy, but sometimes when I'm getting coached, <laughs> I teach other women and I point out that I point out with gentleness and kindness, hey, what if we shift this way of thinking? And then I have my own blind spots too. So having someone to to look at how I'm speaking to myself and point that out has been a tremendous, if not one of the more powerful ways that I've been able to discover that sneaky self-talk. That's just kind of a part of me. It's part of who I am. It's how I was raised, if you will. Can I give an example, Tammy? Do we have time? Yeah, we have time. Go for it. Well, let's just use diet culture, right? Like most of us were, all of us likely listening to this podcast, were (laughs) raised on some level of diet culture. And there might be this underlying belief that as a woman, we're mostly speaking to women. If there's a man here, just use this as an example uh, that your worth is on some level based on your beauty, whatever beauty is defined in your world. Therefore, how you talk to yourself oftentimes is reflected in what you look like. Whether you have make, if you have makeup on and your hair is all done, okay, you know, like you, your identity reflects that you are this vibrant, beautiful person who's worthy of X, Y, and Z. If you're not wearing makeup or, you know, something, I don't know, let's just say the kids were crazy and you you didn't even get a shower, you, you might act a little bit differently as a result of that. 
Does this make sense, Tammy? I don't know if this is the best example, but I'm just trying to showcase that, you know, we, we operate from these deeper identities without even thinking about it. Yeah. And we may not even realize it until right. someone, a journal, <laughs> um, a coach, uh, you know, an outside source or just lots and lots of self-awareness tools help us cultivate that um, opportunity to shift and change. Yeah, no, I think you've brought up some really great options for cultivating more self-awareness and like you said, the coaching and potentially utilizing tapping, self-hypnosis. These are all excellent things that we know, love and use, (laughs) right? And in addition, I want to just kind of add that sometimes cultivating that self-awareness can be from just slowing down a little bit. So the more that we have going on in our life, and if we're in a kind of a high stress state, we're not going to be able to have as much space for self-awareness because those habitual thoughts that Beth was talking about will just come really, really quick. And we won't even have an opportunity to, to notice them, right? So sometimes slowing down (laughs) can be important, um, even if it's just a little bit just a little bit, just to be able to, to take notice of those thoughts. Oh, I love that you brought that in. If you can do nothing else, slowing down (laughs) might be the thing (laughs) that makes the biggest difference for you. I'm a recovered busy person. So I was the queen of too much. So I practice this now (laughs) intentionally taking the time to slow down so that I can, you know, notice some of these things. And this is what I love helping people also do is to be able to notice themselves and notice their own needs and, and such. So anyhow, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode and just want to share your transformational takeaways. I know we kind of went two different directions in this episode, but overall, what we're hoping that you can take away from this episode is that self-compassion and being kind to yourself really leads to self-love. Also, There's a difference between loving our body, loving on our body, and loving our whole self. And I'm curious after this conversation, what feels the most powerful to you? Hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If so, please be sure to click that little subscribe button. Also, tell all of your family, friends, coworkers, whomever you want to tell, even get Gabby at the grocery store if you'd like. Um, also, be sure to join the free Facebook community for mindful and intuitive eating, where you will receive not one, but two journal prompts every single week to help you with your own personal transformation on this journey of healing. Much love to you and thanks for listening in.